Hello, 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 friends. It is I, Rebecca Conran. Um, Lord Fakwa. <laughs> I am here to give you your energy report for Taurus season. Um, I am sweating my balls off because it is very, very warm. Um, yesterday it was 91 degrees in Kingston. And, uh, of course, I don't really like AC anyway, but we don't have any of that kind of stuff going. It's April, so um, I've shut all the windows so I can do this report, <laughs> and I turned off the fan. So I hope you can hear the sweat dripping off me as I get this report out there. Um, how are you doing? No, really. How are you? Because airy season has been... To put it nicely, an internal shit show. Um, but I mean, let me find the silver lining here. Hmm. I think Taurus season is the silver lining, to be honest with you. And um, of course, I don't really mean any of this. This airy season has been very intense, but the whole theme of it was jumping out of the um, fear zone and into the fire of moving through the intense fear that exists, this disease of despair that exists in our, in our world, that was never going to be easy. That was never going to be easy. One of the things that I have learned so much over this last period has just been how much I've just been noticing everywhere, and I'm sure you have too, how much fear programming is happening all the time, all the time. Even if we don't consciously read the news or search it out, it's there in the peripheral. It's showing up in the algorithm, imagery, um, you know, captions, just this peripheral fear mongering all the time. And someone is profiting off of your anxiety. Someone is fucking making money off of us being so stressed out. Literally lining like Scrooge McDuck, lining their um, gold closets with... Um, our experience of this stress energy and this anxious terror that we're being that's being placed into our laps at every turn and it's been very intense and so on one hand we've had us with this Pluto and Aquarius energy like let me get free, you know, it's the age of Aquarius, you know, and we're like, yeah, I'm feeling it. And then it's like, boom, ugh, this world does not have room for my fucking freedom because this world is really capitalizing on me not feeling fe freedom, on me feeling fear. So what a harsh experience so if you had a, an uncomfortable time during Aries season, bless your heart for making it through. You know, people out there, um, leading cause of death in under 35s is now suicide. 
I want to say the leading cause must be drug overdose. Um, but I don't know because I didn't get <laughs> that information. Um, so don't quote me on that. But I did read somewhere. I can't even quote my sources. I did read that the second leading co cause of death under 35 is suicide now. What a, what a difficult, difficult world we're living in when people feel like their only options are drug addiction, suicide, and violence, you know? And we're seeing so much of that outpictured. And of course, we know, because you're listening to this and I'm sending this we know there's another way we know that there those are not our only choices but i'm i'm uh, reiterating those things because this is a really tough time pluto is like the underbelly of the underworld you know we're really scraping at the bottom of our subconscious stuff we're being triggered so intensely and um we're really getting to know what's going on inside of us. And the only thing that's going to fix that, not that it needs fixing, but process it, love it, whatever, is our attention to really cultivating peace within ourselves, And that's what Taurus season is all about. So in a lot of ways, Taurus season is really the remedy for the intensity of Aries season. It's where we focus on beauty. We focus on um, our senses, you know, and that is a welcome shift indeed. So in astrology, it doesn't matter what your sun sign is. The season's going to affect everyone in some area of their lives. Each of us has the energy of Taurus somewhere in our personal astrology. This energy report looks at the collective themes that will mark this period. So it's like a, a, a collective horoscope. We're all going to be integrating these themes on one level or another. If you're interested in learning more about your own astrology, then book a one-on-one -on -one session. My soul astrology readings are extremely profound, uh, very interesting. Maybe you have a different astrologer that you like to work with already. Perfect. If you're familiar with your astrology, you're going to look at your birth chart to tell you which planets and houses are going to be ignited by Taurus season. Taurus is of the element earth and the energy type fixed. And this means that when we're in the season of Taurus, we turn our focus to the material world and our experience with our physical senses. What we can touch, smell, taste, these all become more important to us along with themes of money, resources, beauty, and our values. There's a steady grounding force behind us to accomplish a lot in the physical realm when Taurus season is wielded effectively. The shadow side is that we could also experience hairpin trigger for our anger and frustration. We could be far too involved in the lives of others or with gossip and drama and we can forget that life purpose is much more meaningful outside of the bounds of worldly attainment. So life purpose has meaning when it's not just about status, fame, money, whatever. Um, Aries season was a whirlwind. It was, you know, a lot of existential awakening and transformation 
And now in Taurus season, we're going to bring our ideas, beliefs, and values into reality. And based on these internal shifts, we're going to start to build some new foundations for ourselves. One of the things I wanted to talk about quickly in terms of this energy of being too involved in the lives of others with gossip and drama. So this is such a huge issue for our collective and it's so immersive now because on one hand we feel like people should mind their own business right like why are you why do you care if what a woman is doing with her own body and with her own decisions why do you care right so that's on one hand mind your own business and I'd also say whether people want to be vaccinated or whatever their choices are, mind your own business, let them decide for themselves what they want to do. And I'm speaking as someone who did get the COVID vaccination. However, I was living in the city at the time and it was really a prerequisite for living in New York City. You really couldn't go anywhere if you didn't have it. I wouldn't, I didn't really care either way to be honest with you. And I know this is a, a very triggering conversation point for many people, but for me, my opinion is that people should be able to decide what's best for them. Okay, whether we're talking about abortion or the flu shot or anything. And that within that choice, we should also live mindfully and with care with other people, right? So if I chose not to get the vaccine, um, well, regardless, I still wore a mask and I did all of the things that I needed to do to be mindful of other people. And I've been sick a couple times this year. Um, once I had COVID in December and you know what? I didn't go anywhere and I didn't do anything and I stayed home even when I had stomach bug or, you know, when I had other different cold and stuff like that, I just stayed at home. Okay. So Obviously, it's a bigger story of, of being mindful. But this needing to be involved in other people's lives, you know, on we think that it we can have our cake and eat it too. We think that we can tell people how they should live their life and then um, but not be told how we should live our life, right? So the point I'm trying to make here very poorly. <laughs> is that we need to start learning to mind our own fucking business. And I have to do this myself. I have to do this myself. I sometimes, I rarely go on Instagram anymore. But if I do and I see something I don't like, you better believe I want to put a comment on there. Fuck this shit or whatever it is that I want to say sometimes. Of course I do. I'm a human being. I have thoughts about what people are doing and saying. Um, and you know what? I don't fucking do it. And I think we'd all be in such a much better place in terms of actually communicating with one another, with one another, if we got rid of online commenting, because it's a way to voice an opinion without having a dialogue, basically. Um, and that's the same of any kind of texting conversation or written conversation. You know, it doesn't allow for the dialogue of the actual connection between two people. So this shadow side of Taurus energy, this gossip, this drama, 
we might say, well, I don't involve myself in the lives of others, but we're obsessed with Bravo TV. And we're obsessed with um, reality shows that are about exploiting people's lives publicly and being involved in their drama. Um, And we play a part in it. And it's not that that's as bad as, um, you know, the type of vitriol that, let's say, conservative, some conservatives are speaking about trans kids and stuff like that. But it's part of the same energy cycle of when you involve yourself in the lives of other people in ways that are... um, salacious and um filled with drama and and getting off somehow on the energy of being involved in the drama and being involved in having opinions on other people's behaviors and lives and the judgment that comes behind that we perpetuate this cycle of not minding your own fucking business and I think one of the best qualities that Taurus is here to learn, it's here to learn this through being busybody, is to learn peace comes when you mind your own fucking business. When you disconnect from that drama and that gossip. (sighs) What a breath of fucking fresh air. And so Taurus season is going to heighten the state of drama and gossip and busybody in an effort to get us to really detach from this kind of energy that we see as entertainment. And it's just really not entertainment. Being involved in the drama of other people's lives is not entertainment. It's not fun. It's a waste of our light. And ultimately, it's tying us into some of these themes that are going on in the world right now that are extremely painful, where um, we really need to be able to have the integrity to say, I'm my, my own fucking business in every single way, and I have the courage to not be a hypocrite about this, And so when I go to hold other people accountable to minding their own business and living free of judgment and the the pain of the judgment, I can really be um, in my power about it. So a little bit of a um, musing on that. And uh, I know I'm a little fired up today, guys, so... Hopefully no one's too offended. Um, all right. Speaking of health, though, this is a big, a big thing for us right now is health um, into Taurus season. And I think so many of us, uh, I talk to my other friends that are practitioners. Obviously, I talk to my clients. And, you know, what I'm seeing is that we are really under a lot of physical strain and a lot of physical fatigue and ailments that to me seem very much related to an overload of cortisol production. What happens when you have too much cortisol in the body is, you know, that heightened state of um, 
inflammation in your body over an extended period of time can lead to all kinds of things. You don't sleep good at night. You gain weight. And even calorie restriction isn't going to help you lose it. You know, um, you your adrenals become so fatigued. And um, I think that anxiety and depression are also related to that where everything might be you might be like yeah everything's pretty good but I'm so low and I'm so tired um and if you're feeling this way definitely maybe take into account that there can be a, a hormonal imbalance going on that's related to cortisol which is the stress hormone really the only way to combat an overload of this is A, sure, to eat in alignment with what health is for each and every one of us. Um, So if you have intolerances and things like that, to really pay attention to them and live by a diet that benefits you physically. You know, if you're lactose intolerant or something like that, then you're going to want to really commit to being dairy-free, things like that, so that your body doesn't have that extra level of um, inflammation. You also need to stay away from certain things that exacerbate stress, situations, caffeine, things that really um, exacerbate the adrenals. Um, Excessive intense exercise can also promote stress. So you have to be conscious of, is this exercise causing me more stress or is it a movement that is working for me? Um, There's a lot to be mindful of, uh, and really it's all about mindfulness and creating peace in order to overcome when you have chronic fatigue and when you have an overload of cortisol. Because really the only way to stop that cycle is to um, create ample peace within so that you're not triggered off into stress anymore. So Taurus season is all about that. It's all about realigning our connection to our bodies, our diets, food, nature, movement, and ultimately as a way to peace. So on 420, the sun is going to enter Taurus and we're going to have a new moon solar eclipse in Aries. Second eclipse in a second new moon in Aries of the month. As the sun shifts into Taurus, Aries season is going to go out with a bang with this second new moon. The symbol of Taurus is the bull, and we may very well be seeing red during this energy. It's very possible that we have a heightened frustration during this energy. When we don't cultivate love, forgiveness, and acceptance of self as core values, any situation or relationship which doesn't validate our innate worthiness will feel like a trigger. The frustration we feel... We might be like blaming it on what's happening out there, but it's rooted in here within us. The way we feel about ourselves is mirrored in how we internalize our experience. And this degree of Aries that we are going to be touching on for this new moon, it's at 29 degrees, I believe. Um, It's prone to exaggerated negativity, judgment, condemnation and it could really activate the shadow side of Taurus as this busybody gossip keen to judge closed heart and mind um 
And so this could be quite an intense shift, you know, on one hand, yes, it's so positive to be starting with our energy in the new season of Taurus, but we're still being reminded to let go of these, not even to let go of, but to create consciousness around these very shadow aspects that are part of how we're all um, moving through the world and how the creation of our experience is each of our responsibility. You know, we, we validate what's going on in the world with what we watch and what we buy um, and what we interact with. So we give validation to a lot of negative things that are happening in the world through our participation. And these are things to become consciously aware of how that's, how that touches on other things that it connects us to as well energetically. Um, and how kind of convoluted it is. So you might feel during this new moon, because it's an eclipse, that things are getting worse or breaking down before they get better or breaking through. Um, eclipses bring the energy of sudden shift. So relationships or experiences are going to perhaps reach an apex suddenly. Somehow life is going to conspire to shake us open. And if you've had any trouble feeling joy or have been stuck in the disease of despair, it's possible that a closed heart may be the culprit. And so the solution to this is to let go of trying to control our external events and seek to really become the master of our mind instead, choosing our thoughts and narrative wisely and also allowing our emotions to flow freely through our senses. And we do that by becoming more sensory and being more in the body. Sometimes when we're averse to being in the body, it's because we don't want to feel all those feelings that we have. So we may subconsciously be rebelling against that by trying to detach from the body. But obviously we can't do that for long. Eventually we need to reconnect with our body. On the 21st of uh, April, we've got Mercury in Taurus beginning its retrograde. So Mercury retrograde always activates in us the necessity to open to other perspectives. So what could be tough about this RX period is that Taurus can be one of the most stubborn of the bunch. Okay, it has a hard time with change. And I don't want you to think that I'm just getting down on Taurus <laughs> during this energy report. I love me a Taurus, okay? Salt of the earth, for sure. Love it. I got Taurus in my chart. We all are um, connected into this energy. But I think that understanding the shadow side is very important so that we can understand when we are, instead of tapping into those higher expressions of Taurus, which is peace, which is beauty, and the um, expression of beauty and the cultivation of beauty. Instead of that, we're cultivating the, the darker aspects that we're really meant to shed, right? We're meant to allow it to show us what needs to grow and what needs to be shed and how to find beauty in the darkness. So 
I don't want you to feel like I'm getting down on Taurus. Love me some Taurus. Um, but stubborn, stubborn it is because that's what a fixed energy is. A fixed energy is going to dig its feet in. Guess what? It's going to be really committed. And sometimes you're going to have to check in with, is this the right commitment, right? Is, should I really have my feet dug in here? Am I being stubborn um, where I need to bring a little bit more flexibility into my experience? And that's something that Taurus is just working on. It doesn't, the, the steadiness comes naturally to Taurus. Making changes does not. So we want to notice uh, our resistance mentally during this Mercury and Taurus retrograde. And its ability to sometimes close us off and be inflexible. This Mercury retrograde is an opportunity to overcome our own personal apathy and inertia through avid connection with practical reality. In other words, we're going to get down to the business of self-care, starting with our own inner dialogue. The call to action is to enjoy the everyday ordinariness of life, allowing ourselves to be entirely present in the moment of even like the most mundane aspects, right? Like I'm making my tea, I'm stirring my cup, I'm smelling the aroma, I'm sipping it and feeling its warmth on my, and flavor in my mouth. I'm seeing the flowers outside, I'm watching the sunset, look at the clouds, feel the, um, the air and the wind, you know? Oh, my cat's fur is so soft and feel his little wet nose, you know, it's like these things of being really connected. I'm washing my face and I'm rubbing my skin and massaging my face and giving my head a scratch at night and brushing my teeth and I'm really being present to every moment of my life and I'm not overcomplicating it and I'm not over intellectualizing it. I'm just living within the senses. Smell the roses, hug someone, Savor the taste of the meal you prepared. This is a time to practice being present. And if you find yourself at an impasse in terms of communication, be patient because better timing will come along. This is a time to consider our values and how we live in accordance with those values and especially how we both internally and externally verbalize those values. So again, if our value is mind your own fucking business about other people's lives, then we better be minding our own fucking business about other people's fucking lives. <laughs> it's as easy as that. Not easy to do, but easy to say. On the 1st of May, Jesus H. Christus, but Pluto in Aquarius is going to go retrograde. I know, Pluto is just going to be... It's just smacking us all over, all over the place. We're getting spanked by this Pluto and Aquarius retrograde. I'll tell you. And it doesn't look like it's gonna really be, I, I, I want to say it's not really going to be easing up this year um, in terms of we're on the fast path to get some work done. Let me just look at my little ephemeris real quick. Pluto. Yeah, Pluto turns direct and then it's back in Capricorn 
all through till December. And then we got to go back to uh, Aquarius. But the good news is, is that we've already been here before. So what we're doing now with Pluto and Aquarius retrograde is going to be a review. And it's literally a review of the last few months. So it's like, yeah, you're like burning through all these lessons. You're getting a lot of stuff done. And guess what? You get to review it already and you get to kind of move forward. And I think this is quite a quick turnaround that's going on so that we can really fasten in to what freedom is. Because Pluto is like, let's get rid of all of that shit that's lining your subconscious so that you can feel like a free person, free to enjoy your life, free to simply enjoy your existence. That is like such a huge concept right? What would life be like if you simply enjoyed your existence? And I know that you probably had a flavor of it at one point. You know, you've tasted a little bit of that. There's been moments in your life where you simply enjoyed your existence. And Pluto and Aquarius is really trying to get us to shed all of this old material that we've inherited, that we've programmed into ourselves, we've been conditioned with, so that we can usher in a new era for humanity. And hopefully humanity survives. <laughs> All being well, you know, there will be some individuals that will survive uh, in terms of humanity. But humanity is, is, it's an interesting thing right now, right? It's like, we don't really know. It's not a sure thing if humanity survives because our extinction is very is very real to us based on the trajectory of human behavior. So these big massive shifts are very much important to the evolution of mankind. And, you know, I think, yeah, we start to see things a little bit more rapidly that are more intense. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that's all that's going on in the world. There's also a lot of beautiful transformation going on and people really reaching for the light. You're doing it. You know, you're doing it. I'm doing it. Every day I'm getting up and I'm fucking choosing to live in the light. And that is a hard thing to do because sometimes Maybe it would be easier to just punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would be easier on a spiritual, emotional, mental level. But I understand the, the feeling, right, of just taking those roots. Sure. You know? But the conscious life is, is, just, is something just totally different from that. And more rewarding. So Pluto, Pluto, yeah, it's been reaping, reaping havoc on our inner worlds. Rightly so. We thought we knew it all, right? Life has to show us that we don't know it all and we still need to learn. And when people's situations or society at large is stuck in dysfunctional patterns, transformation is absolutely necessary for our humanity. It's a good thing. On a personal level, however, we are so tired fatigued, exhausted, you know, longing for that freedom, caught up in those existential ruminations. And my advice might seem trite, but we really gotta lighten up. 
If all you do is program your mind through imagery and content that profits off your fear and despair, then you're going to fail to see and feel the peace that's available to us on this earth. Pluto in Aquarius, again, seeks to create freedom for us within. Tune into nature around you. The tree isn't worrying. The clouds aren't despairing. Focus on the beauty that surrounds us in this vast, expansive universe. Regardless of the insanity humanity has attached itself to, you are part of that beauty. It makes up the very fiber of your being. You are that matter. Okay, your cells is made up of the infinite matter of the universe. It has such wisdom in it. Connect into that wisdom by connecting into the body through the senses. 5-5, five, five, we got a full moon eclipse in Scorpio. So full moons are going to illuminate emotional themes within us and the pressure created at the full moon gives us an impetus to release. Our ego needs are going to be represented by the Taurus sun and our emotional needs by the Scorpio moon. And this Scorpio moon is challenging our ego to go deeper than approval via money, status, and resources. It wants us to value and create intimacy over gratification. And what is intimacy? It's really seeing and hearing and feeling one another for who we really are uh, in emotional rawness. Okay, and 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 um, being witness to that in one another and being able to express that freely in ourselves. So this full moon, it it continues these questions around our values that we've talked about. If we're holding our values or holding anyone, including ourselves, outside of the love and worthiness that's innate to humankind, then we definitely have some internal work to do. And we're going to feel the pressure to do this work at this time. The mindfulness for this transit is about you don't get what you want, you get what you think you deserve. So this full moon in Scorpio is about tapping into what is going on under the surface, okay, of your emotions. What's the intense secrets that are motivating you and pushing you forward? You know, what do you keep secret about yourself that you think is unworthy or unlovable? If your life is full of fear and dread, then we can see self-fulfilling prophecies dominating at this time. Okay, you don't get what you want, you get what you think you deserve. So if our mind is focused on creating uh, from these pained places, then we will experience that. It's true, there is a darkness to the times, but there is also its counterpart in light. And as you let the light in, you see everything being touched by more brightness. And this is a moment to feel your feelings and recognize your own ability and responsibility to change your perspective, beliefs, and values if you want to change your experience of life. And it's a huge, tall order, but you can absolutely do it. And I don't want to just make this about like, the fucking law of attraction or something. Well, if you think negative thoughts, you will um, perpetuate negative things in your life. You know, negative things happen to us, whether we like it or not, because that's the world we live in. Okay. And, and a lot of times it's fucking random. It's random. It's how we internalize what happens to us. And then the story that we tell about that, 
the story of being a victim, the story of being um, not good enough or somehow not loved that is the reason why bad things happen or something like that or dreading things. Listen, bad things are going to happen to us. Good things are going to happen to us. We're going to take it in stride. But because we have an attachment to these things, um, we seem to perpetuate more of it and really align with it. So I'm certainly not saying positive think your life away. I'm saying that know that you deserve love. And even when bad things happen to you, you'll still be connected to being a lovable, loving person in spite of what's going on around you. And it won't be able to be rocked away from you because you've associated your external approval with your internal approval. Hopefully that helps to explain that a little better. On the 7th of May, we've got Venus entering Cancer. Venus asks us, what do you need to feel both loved and loving? And when Venus transits the sign of cancer, we want to connect to home and mother, and we look to build foundations of nurturing and safety. Under this energy, we want to form lasting commitments with others. We want to create safe spaces uh, for ourselves so that we can be vulnerable. And maybe that is an actual space of home, or maybe that is just creating more room inside with compassion and nurturance. Long-lasting relationships of all kinds, they really require us to be able to tolerate other people's shit along with our own. Um, and so, you know, part of relating to others is having compassion for that and knowing that everything is not personal and that sometimes people need nurturing. But this transit can also highlight codependent relationships that are built on old wounds around caretaking where we have taken on the role of caretaker or our partner has taken on the role of caretaker or friend or whatever. And those kinds of codependent wounds are not going to be solved until we learn how to take care of ourselves first and foremost. So we've got to show our true feelings and create a solid foundation of safety from within where we know it's safe to emote. You know, um, and that safety comes from our own internal acceptance. As you process any grief or disappointments around what home or mother means to you, make sure to practice being a good mother to yourself during Venus and Cancer. And, you know, it's a great time to nest at home, to um, create a peaceful and loving and beautiful environment for yourself and to go deeper in your friendships and especially in your relationships with your partners. On the 14th of May, we've got Mercury already stationing direct. Hip hip hooray. And it's going to be on Mother's Day. Oops. So there can be a little bit of communication and possibly technology and travel chaos um, before it's smooth sailing again on this day. So you're going to want to really slow down and take your time. Try to see the beauty in each person you come across and in all of the episodes of life that it's all necessary teachers on the path. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? All good questions to ponder today. On the 16th, we've got a huge shift. Very posy. 
uh, Jupiter is going to enter Taurus. So Jupiter, as we know, that big joyful gas bag, um, it's bringing happy surprises, optimism, and expansion. Um, and hopefully our wallets get expanded with this energy, with this Taurus energy for the next two and a half years. But we'll see. Um, Jupiter spends about two and a half years in each sign. And now we're going to reap many rewards as we expand into the Taurus spiritual themes, those higher themes. And what are they? They're focusing on cultivating peace and connection with nature. So for this chapter of our lives, our aim is 100% de-stress, conscious rest and relaxation, and recognizing when enough is enough by listening to our physical bodies. The wisdom of the universe can be found in connection with our senses and our physical carriers. And luck is going to come to us and our collective as we cultivate healthy relationships with our bodies and nature now. So our spiritual lives are going to become focused on getting out of our neurotic heads and into our sensory bodies. And we're going to benefit this uh, from this by experiencing more quiet and more peace within. And that should really be our aim spiritually. That's our practice, you know, is to be in the body in healthy ways. On the 19th, we have a new moon in Taurus, and we're going to end our energy season there. We are each participating in dreaming this world into being. Based on your inner narrative, what is your creative participation? When you're worn down and striving for external validation, it's really hard to create the unconditional love that each of us needs. Treat yourself as a precious precious piece of the puzzle. Create a sense of calm at home in your relationships and especially towards your body by slowing down and savoring what you have. Taurus season is an invitation to let go of drama and gossip and the minutia that has us like hamsters on a spinning wheel. Life does not have to be like this. We can feel better in our skin and we can create a better outlook from within. And we can log off of our fucking phones and the internet and our computers and our TVs and we can get outside and just experience the innocent beauty of nature. All right, my friends. So if you don't know me, I'm an astrologer and an energy healing practitioner and I'm known for my practical approach to mysticism I come from a place of personal experience in uh, my work as a practitioner, uh, whether that be my astrology, energy clearing, or integrative wellness coaching. I work with people remotely uh, via Zoom or in person in Kingston, New York, and you can book with me via my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. I want to thank all of those lovely folks who support this um podcast via patreon and i'm sending you all lots of love and i'm really wishing for you all that we as a group really focus on this cultivation of peace during taurus season and especially with the help of jupiter and taurus and that this becomes our new normal is that we are able to tap into something so much more gentle and loving and beautiful than what we are seeing 
uh, being, you know, played over and over again in the movie of our society. So sending you lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.